What's up, guys? Air Talks. I'm going to be talking about a whole bunch of nothing but everything under the sun. Today, I'm going to just go into what I like to research and what I like to study, and that's value. You know, it's not normal if somebody likes to talk about value and then talk about um, things that's somewhat equated with equal to economics, but I like talking about salaries. I love talking about things that's, that's like things that put people in a aware state as far as competitive measures. You know, um, you got one guy who goes off to college, works in, as a doctor, works for free for six years, and becomes a success. You don't know about all the nights they didn't have nothing to eat. You don't know about how much money they spent for uh, parties, living expenses, um, maybe kids. You don't know all that. But that one year, they they finally get to a point, they work their residencies, they work for free, they intern, um, they go make that first year $100,000, right? But it took them six to eight years to get there. I don't know all the facts. I'm, like I said, this is just something that I like to study and get into. And then next, you got the, the self-proclaimed bad guy up the street. He, he graduates or someone doesn't graduate, they just give them papers and push them through school so they ain't got to deal with them no more. And then he works a $15,000 job every year, every, every day, all year. And what you'll find is the percentage of the come up, the percentage of growth is closely related to the doctor that worked for free and that made a little bit of money and a nurse that came into the and worked 10 years, came into the hospitals and worked 10 years and did things for free and all this other stuff and made a little money. And you go and you can compare percentages to the person who didn't have who don't have any prominent career don't have any business with with anything that's rich and wealthy you can do the percentages and it'll almost get to a point where it's it's almost equal it's a few things that you can do that can make your percentages jump by hundreds and thousands it's like because we are a lot of us is really starting from zero and then a lot of us is really starved in 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 a hole in debt. So it is something I'm really interested in, and I talk about a lot because um, there's some people that's super rich, there's some people that's rich, wealthy, some people that's wealthy, then there's some people that's not rich, not wealthy, but act rich and act wealthy, and can do it. And can't act rich and act wealthy. And then there's some people who just not 
rich at all, not wealthy at all, not can't even act it, just poor. You know what I'm saying? There's people that's just very poor. And then like the person that came to me the other day, I had, I had to give him $2. Now, I don't have that much money. I don't have money. Like money is not my best friend right now. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a touchy topic. You start talking about it and then you ask me for too much, you know, we might fight. But um, you got another level of poverty called extreme poverty. That's where you know you ain't got no money. You're not trying to get no more money and you're okay with not having no more money. And you're dealing with real life that's taken from you. It's taking your energy. You know, you ain't got nowhere to sleep. You ain't got nowhere to, ain't nobody worried about no money and trying to make sure that they meet their monthly wages and you ain't got nowhere to sleep. And you got kids. No, ain't nobody worried about who, who who's rich, who's wealthy, who's acting, who's fake, who's rich. Nobody worried about that. The thing that, that's going down now is, where the hell, where the hell this bed gonna come from? Where the hell this heat gonna come from? Where I'm gonna sleep at? And that's just the bottom line. But it's something I really do like talking about, and um, I really want to fire off on another subject. I'm gonna talk about it in the next episode. What's up, guys? Air Talks going to be talking about a whole bunch of nothing but everything under the sun. And I just went in about, you know, competitive measures between being super wealthy and then being extreme, extremely poor. And we all fit somewhere in the spectrum. Um, I'm not judging anybody, but it's still a competitive market. I, I, I spend a lot of my time living in markets all i do is sell things since i was a kid that's all i ever did just sell things because i knew you can always get something back when you give somebody something that they gonna buy now i'm not no master salesman i didn't realize i was into salesman marketing until now and i realized how good i am at it by being able to do it online without talking to anybody. Now, I used to get out there on the street corner and sell merchandise. Um, it taught me a lot. It taught me how to overcome. It, it really taught me one thing because I wasn't that good at it, like Gary V say. Like, some people's really good at it. Some people ain't that good at it. And then some... And then I'm going to add some, some people just bluffing. Some people doing it, don't know about the numbers, and they're not making no money. they just rotating. It's, it's, just, it's just almost like a game for some people because they're really just spinning wheels. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But what, he, what, what, what really sparked me is, Online shopping is closely equated to 
any type of selling anything on the streets. And I'm not going to say I was just selling drugs. I was selling all type of stuff. Like, people would come up to me and be like, you're doing a good job. Like, people would come up to me while I'm on the block and show me, like, show me support because they're like, you're not selling drugs. You're not doing this. They didn't really know what I was doing. Don't you know? You're not supposed to tell everybody what you're doing. But people come up to you and be like, "Oh, you you selling music? I used to sell music. Um, I used to sell. Uh, what else? I used to sell. I used to sell a lot of music, and then I used to sell maybe. Damn, all I used to sell was music, and then I used to sell other things, but nobody knew what I was selling um, because I'm very very secluded to myself and um no i used to sell movies too and um you know a lot of it was legit a lot of people didn't know how to look at somebody who's on the block selling things it's because it's not a fit for everybody you know what i'm saying a lot of people would would be scared as hell and another viewpoint would tell you like this when some people see you standing on the block, they already come up with their assumptions. And it's either fear or it's either ignorance. Either they don't know why you up there and or it's either they ready to call the police and they're scared of you and they're going to watch you. So, you know, I don't want to talk about this like something that everybody do because not everybody do that. But one thing I can say is I didn't just go up there and chill and parlay. What I did was I was learning. I was watching people watch me. You know what I'm saying? I was seeing how people would react to, to me when I would approach them from a distance, when I approach them up close, when I would ask them, when I'd be, you know, when I would try and be forceful. However, approach it was always learning. It was always a learning class for me. And then I didn't just just do it for every other day, or or whenever I ran out of money and I need to go ask somebody for some money, or I need to go hit it, or need to come up really fast. This was a job for me. This wasn't no oh you can you can't come out today or. No, I'm not coming out today. I only come out Monday and Friday, Monday through Friday. This was a job. This was a routine. This was done every day from seven in the morning till damn there seven in the morning again. So experience come with that. You meet a lot of people. You see how things go you watch people attitudes behaviors and um to me it was a blessing it didn't end well because whenever you out doing doing bad you're gonna get bad back and a lot of people that i was hanging around was no good for me and they didn't understand that i was really out learning and growing i knew that Black sales only gonna get you so much. And then I stayed stationary in one spot. I might move to another spot, but it was one spot that I just knew was my bread and butter. And that's where I knew I could collect my ends 
and it almost almost got it down to what time of the day was the best. Almost got it there, and it started getting really good. Um, but you know, jealousy is another part to play, but it is what it is. Uh, but that really helped me transfer to these online sales. I know a lot of people still judging, but everybody got somebody in their family that did some crazy shit. You know, you got people out here that's molesting. You got people out here that's doing rape, that's raping people. You got people out here that's just straight killing people for no reason. I ain't talking about beefing because nigga and respect. I'm talking about niggas that kill because they fascinated with, you know, I'm talking about just straight out a lot of weird stuff going on. So me sitting on the block, I don't think it's weird, super weird because that's the first place I knew to go. It's almost like it was in my genes. My granddaddy did it. My uncles did it. My daddy, my daddy did it. Um, my uncle's still doing it. You know, it is what it is. Even my auntie, you know what I'm saying? So for some reason, that's what they enjoy. They handle their business. Ain't nothing better than sitting there on the block anyway with people you know and having fun. And then you get to talk about all the drama and everything going on. That's fun to some people. Now, like, if you're looking from the outside, you got to understand People from the block don't li- ain't gonna listen to podcasts like that. It's a different world. It's a different viewpoint. And um, I was I was able to be move so much, move around so much through, for for the situations that my parents face to the point where I'm able to, you know, if somebody like, oh nah, you can't do that. Nah, you you fake. I'm able to excuse me, you one person, and do you have do you have the money to make that choice? Do you have over hundred thousand dollars? Do you have enough to go into your own your own business venture? Do you have enough to go get that brick you supposed to have and lay on it? Do you have a connect to be a state be able to stay alive when you're dealing with people who will bust your head because you got something that they want? And a lot of people learn quick, and and it, it's it's taught through violence. You know, if somebody got something you want in the streets, if somebody got something that they want, and you got, I mean, you got something that they want in the streets, then it's gonna be taught through violence. It ain't no, oh no, Billy, uh, we're we're changing, we're being empathetic. They no. They's gonna take that out your hand, and you better not fight back. And that's how it go. Uh, it's just an element that a lot of people ain't never experienced and will never experience it. But uh, back to the main issue, main topic: working for yourself, like. It's almost like a trend with some people. And like I said, it's in a whole different world. Some people live in this type of understanding where 
The job is the life. The job is the freedom. The job is the freedom. For me, when you say that, I say, I look at you like, the fuck is you talking about? The job is the freedom. Unless it's like you work and you get commissions and they up in your pay. Now, I look at all this stuff lightly. I don't take it nothing too serious. I would never let this shit stress me because I don't have to deal with a lot of this. I could just be like, no, sign a contract. Hell no. No, sign this shit off. Because in some places you go, there's a lot of conversations I have in Atlanta about people talking about where I'm getting a pay raise. Well, they don't want to give me a pay raise. I make 1050, but they in six months they're gonna jump it up to 1060. Now, everybody think that's pretty much okay, you know. Hey, I think it's okay, but I'm gonna do the math for you, okay? Look, you work 40 hours a week, right? Just a minimum. They up your pay 10 cents. Let's say they up to 20 cents. All you making off of that jump is $80 to $100 extra to your paycheck. Now, say you're working somewhere where you're very valuable. You handling, like for instance, you work at a warehouse that handles Benz's, Maserati's, Bentley's, top of the top of the line cars and they tell you we're going to pay you ten sixty an hour now when they tell you that and you get off from the, the meeting you leave your boss and you go back to the line you go back to where you're going you stick your hand out and you pick up a product that's worth more than your whole yearly salary something ain't right if you did a, if you working for minimum wage, but you're working somewhere where everything in the building costs over a thousand dollars, everything some things in there cost ten to twenty twenty thousand, some things cost fifty thousand, but they paying you that much. I'm the type to question. I'm the type to look at it and be like, okay, now it's the X amount of workers in here. For for instance, it might be 300 workers in here. You dig? Now you gotta break it down into the 300 workers. Now it might be one car that come through there that's like a, a, a Bentley, like an old Bentley that's worth a million can pay all them salaries at once three times over i wouldn't want to work in that situation where in one day i handle a product that could have me wealthy and rich for three years straight had a whole staff rich for three years straight and pay their salaries you have to either Come up with your own type of device and be the boss or 
you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult for me to wrap that around my head, just even working in a hotel. Instead of raising the prices on workers' pay, they're raising the price on um, the new ceiling, the new, all this other stuff, like new blase blase. It's always controversial to me because I'm always in the mode where I'm measuring. How much is my job worth right now? How much am I working? Am I working hard enough to measure up to that? Am I working hard enough to get paid 1050? It's a measure you can do. If you're always sleeping on the job, then you know the value of your work is like probably less than five dollars. But you might be getting paid 10, 15 dollars an hour. But if you work it hard and you exceed the amount that they paying you, man, you should think about getting up out of there. Because guess what? Don't work for more than you. Don't work for less than you're worth. Work for more than you were worth. Shit, get lazy. Get a little bit lazy. I know I'm not the type of worker that get lazy, but I will say that if you know how, if you're starting to look at your value, you know what I'm saying? Because you're working hard for them, and they and they mess around and make a total amount a day the small businesses is making three or four thousand dollars a day so you gotta add it up and then do the percentages on how many workers is there how many people getting part of the cut and then you gotta make that decision now i have a lot of conversation with people when i'm doing this online selling and they like Oh, so it's not work. Has somebody come to me and say, it's not work. You're not working. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go over there. I'm going to let you work with Sally with the with the wig. And, and, and it ain't even on all the way. I'm going to let you work with all the one. The one that's your manager. She giving you all the drama, all the static. And she ain't making no money. She don't handle the money. Why is she acting like the super boss and why is she tripping on you? And she don't make the money she didn't put in on that. She didn't put in. She ain't put in on the building. She ain't put in on the rent on the building. She ain't put in on the stuff that's in there. Why is she treating you that way? Because we made ourselves to believe that working for other people is the standard. Even since slavery, we've been working for people. We've been working for other people, you know, so facts. So we believe it's regular. Like anybody that then came up doing something outside of working a job always said the same thing. It's people that be, it's people that don't understand what they're doing. And that's all I got to say about it, man. I'm just here to debunk the myth that working is, that working for somebody else is freedom. Because actually it's not unless you know that person, maybe a dad, maybe a mom, maybe a family member, maybe somebody in the church that you know, maybe somebody in the community that you're cool with. That would be decent. But still don't mean that they're going to pay you 
supposed to work with people. We're supposed to be working together to create things, businesses. Not working for other people and thinking that's the standard. But uh, 